Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Drunk Agile. We have the star of the show with us, as always, in the background, kind of hiding out. Uh, there's Nisha, but she brought a little friend, too. Pratik, who's, yeah. who's Nisha's friend? This is Spartacus. I think he's shown up once or twice on the podcast. Before. Oh, that's true. Yeah, But, the... but that's Spartacus, Hi, Nisha's Spartacus. little brother. And yeah, he, he forced his way in here today, so he's here. Hopefully he won't make too much noise. Um, and then the, pers- the, the person that those two people tolerate, of course, is... Pratik Singh. And uh, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Thank you for joining us, Pratik. What are you drinking tonight? Tonight is, again, stag night. Yeah, that's a good night. That's always uh, a good night. Yeah, it's always a good night when it's stag night, 65.1%. If, <laughs> if, if you have never seen stag on this, on this webcast podcast before, then you haven't been watching. And Pratik probably doesn't remember every time he's had stag on this. Uh, that that's a that's a good one. I can't I can't top it. But I, I I'm going back to my Blair Athol um, uh, uh, hand filled, fifty five point eight percent. It is a wine cask. I don't think they ever told me what wine cask it is. But uh, I'm really fan of the Highlands. Really becoming a fan of the Highlands. So uh, cheers, cheers, everybody. Um, I'm going to kick us off very quickly, and then I'm going to hand it over to Pratik. There was an interesting conversation that spawned on, on Twitter uh, a couple of weeks ago. I know I can't believe I said all of those words together in the same sentence, but it, it, it's true. There was, there was a kind of interesting um, question where I, for, I forget who it was. Um, well, I think it was John Miller who, who, who uh, kicked off the conversation talking about, about backlogs and you know what, what you should do with backlogs. And he presented a whole bunch of options. And then I throw out the option, well, what if you don't have um, specifically a product backlog? What if you don't have a, a, a product backlog? Um, and that surprised a lot of people. People were kind of shocked to hear that. Pratik, why, why, do, you, why do you think that was? Can you, can you start us off? Yeah, it, it was funny. We were, we were talking just before we got on. Hey, what do we want to talk about? And you said no backlogs. And I was like, yeah, that, that's it. What's interesting for me is that it surprised people. But then at the same time, I'm not surprised that it surprised people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's, think, about yeah think about it. Think about uh, it. <laughs> how, how meta of you, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see why it surprised people because we're used to having these backlogs, which we groom and which we select things off of. But the reason that it's interesting for me that it surprised people is because most folks who are in the agile space or familiar with agile kind of want to do most things just in time. You know, we, we want to have continuous deployment. We want to have just in time analysis, just in time, pull things just in time. Um, a backlog almost by definition is not just in time. It's, it's, it's a backlog. Something's <laughs> backing up. It's by definition, not just in time. And, and that's why I find it interesting that an idea of not having a backlog surprises people. Well, okay. So what would you say to the objection then? But I think before we get into kind of the mechanics of how no backlogs might mm-hmm. work, what would you say to the objection of, well, okay, Pratik, but if you, if you don't have a backlog, where do you capture all your ideas? Where, you know, how do you, how do you track customer requests? How do you capture any, any thoughts about new features that we want to add to our product or whatever? Where, where, where do those things go? 
Exactly. I, That's my answer too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, sure, you want to enter them in your ticketing system, enter them so that someday you might want to search them to find that idea. But if if it's important enough, it'll be the next thing you pick up. That's, yeah. that's kind of yeah. where I am. Yeah, that's true. There, there's a difference between a, a black hole and, and a backlog, because I think I think when people hear the word backlog, and the thing is, unfortunately, when it comes to to uh, to to Scrum and the Scrum Guide, kind of reinforces this, uh, for better or for worse. Um, when people hear backlog, they think not only a repository of items, but they think something that is actively managed, right? The, mm -hmm. the items that are in there are ordered, and the items that are in there are refined, and the items right. that are in there are whatever. And there, there's work that happens to that backlog, and I think that's probably where we start to get ourselves into trouble, at least from my perspective. Yep. Yeah, it, it's, um, and again, both Dan and I come from that Kanban lens of here's where work has started, here's where work has ended, and everything within that is whip and should be managed. If you're actively sizing, grooming, understanding, analyzing something, it's work in progress. And if it's an ever-growing list of ideas, it's an ever-increasing whip. So that's that's kind of why uh, that's kind of the the antithesis of 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 everything flow and kanban that we talk about. Yeah. I don't. Uh, just to kind of follow up on that very quickly before we move on to the next topic, I don't know if we've ever said this on this program, but it's. It's one of my my favorite things that that um, that I learned from Don Reinertsen. I mean, I've learned so many things from Don Reinertsen over the year, years. But one of the one of the things I, I love about what he says is, he counts work in progress from when the first dollar is spent. That's yeah. that's what that's what he considers work in progress. And I think that's just a brilliant way to think about it. What, go ahead. What are you going to say? No, no. It's just it's it's I, 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 and I haven't heard that. And I haven't heard that quote from Don at all, but for everyone out there, the point at which you start typing that thing in, <laughs> you're spending dollars on it. Yeah, um, and I, I think I think we need need to think that way more, which is maybe you know kind of a nice segue because it's 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 Dan's story time, right? Gather around, children, for you know another story about how Dan got his ass kicked. For being stupid in in product development. Right By now. the way, people, this happens every day. Uh, <laughs> just don't record the the the, the right. podcast every day. There's there's yeah there's no surprise ending here, right? There there's you know there, there there's no shock reveal, right? Just this is just Dan being stupid. But when uh, you know when I first started my my product company, and I essentially assumed the role of product owner or product manager. Um, I didn't really necessarily call myself that, but that that's what I was doing, you know, essentially. And so as a product manager, I went and I, you know, I, I brainstormed all the ideas that I wanted for the product and I, I put it in a backlog and I, I carefully tracked that backlog and I carefully ordered it. And I had, you know, probably a good month or two worth of work um, that I, that I'd want to track. And we, and then we, we, this is before we kicked off development, right? I was doing all the things I thought I was supposed to as a product product manager. Um, you know, and we, and we kicked off, kicked off development, we kind of set a goal, started, uh, you know, started working on some things. And, you know, and I kind of had a vision, a thought of, hey, you know, for the next couple of weeks, these are the things we're going to work on. 
the very first item gets done. We, we didn't call them PBIs. They were essentially user stories. The very first user story gets done and my whole idea about what we should be working on changed immediately. Um, and like, that's okay, right? I, we, I was like, this, this is actually a good thing. We've learned a whole bunch of stuff. So I rolled, up, rolled out a whole bunch of other features, threw them in the backlog, reprioritized it, and we started working on them. The next, the next feature that finished is like, I was wrong again, right? And this was happening every week and, and you know, at some point every, every couple of days. And, when, and even when we, when we started getting mature and started, started you know, pushing code in production, not only was I learning in terms of the features that we were building, but I was learning in terms of getting feedback from customers and what they liked and what they didn't like. And I was constantly wrong every time that I entered something in the backlog and I reordered it and I thought, hey, this is the priority that we should be working on or this is the order we should be working on. Every single time, I shouldn't say every single time, but probably 90% of the time I was wrong. And sooner or later, it dawned on me, it's like, this is after maybe a couple of months, it dawned on me, why, why am I even bothering? It's like, at the, at every time after a feature is delivered, I have a really good idea of what the next thing is that we should be working on, right? I don't need to go searching the backlog to, to find that thing. I know based on what I learned from, from the development of that feature, or maybe like I said, some feedback that came in from the customer, I knew immediately what the next thing is that we should be working on. And we worked on it. That's that's just kind of how it worked. I don't know, Pratik. I've been talking too much. You jump in. No, and and I don't want people to to take this to the extreme of saying that you don't ever have a strategic direction, right? It, the strategy and backlog are not always aligned. And what that's what we're talking about. We're like, you probably have an and, and in your case, and we use this example all the time. It, your strategic direction was to build this tool that helps teams having, uh, and this is the example, we're having a stock picker on that tool uh, for, for your company stock is not a part of that strategic direction. It, it, it isn't, it's just, you know, it's just a, some random idea, but as you have the strategic direction, as you get feedback on, on things you deliver, um, your, your, the way you you move towards that strategic direction changes. Absolutely. I mean, um, I guess I was maybe a little bit different. I mean, I was a little different product owner or product manager is that I was I was literally talking to my development team every day and I was learning along along they, uh, as they were. If they came to me with technical issues, if, if they came to me with even logistical issues, you know, what, whatever, you know, we, we, we learned. Um, and and it, it helped me understand what was important and, and certainly what wasn't important and, and more importantly, where we should be investing our money. Um, maybe, maybe that's maybe kind of another thing we should be talking about because it, it's not like we were spending somebody else's money. We were spending, we were literally spending my money um, and it helped me really focus where we should, where we should be investing, uh, you know, our, our time and our effort in a just-in-time manner like you were talking about. But I was thinking, it's like, would you, would anyone ever advise, and maybe someone will, but we would never advise a QA team to have a development backlog? Like to say, it, yeah, these are all the things that developers finish. Just, you know, let there be an unending list of things and we'll pick up from it. If you wouldn't do that for QA from dev, why would you do that from, for dev from product? Like if, if you think about this as the same stream, it's the same idea. You, as as you said before, with with Don Rynison's quote of, 
someone has typed something, so they've started spending dollars on this. Why would we have something that we've spent dollars on just sit there? Yeah. Now, I guess, you know, to kind of, kind of throw the, the other side of it, I, I am not, I want to be clear, uh, this is kind of think what you were saying before, I am not saying that, you know, every single context can do without backlogs. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I don't think that's what you're saying, saying either, Pratik. But what I am saying is, I would really question any effort that you're putting into managing that backlog or ordering that backlog or refining items in that backlog. I would very, very, very much question those activities, um, especially as they get further and further away from just in time, uh, like, like what, you, what you're talking about. Uh, because from a lean perspective, sooner or later, I don't know where that boundary is, but sooner or later, that's, that, th those activities become waste and your time is much better spent elsewhere. Like, I don't know, maybe talking to the development team, you know, or maybe talking to your customers or, or whatever. Yeah, it, it almost, it almost forces, uh, what, what's the, I, I forget the Agile Manifesto, but there's something about customer collaboration in there somewhere. <laughs> no, there's nothing, there's nothing about collaboration in there. Nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> it, it, uh, it almost forces that customer collaboration with the entire team rather than one person going out talking to a bunch of customers and just saying, here are the 20 things. And uh, we'll, when we deliver these 20 things, we'll talk about the next things. Yeah. I really don't, I mean, I think, I think we've kind of, kind of, kind of exhausted the subject. Is, is, what, what's, what's the final word, word? How do you bring us home on this critique? Um, I, I think I, I, I want to repeat what we were talking about earlier, which is when we say no backlogs, we don't necessarily mean no strategic direction. We're saying you don't really know what's the most important, next most important thing to work on. You know where you're headed, but you, you, you do not commit yourself to something way too early. Um, just wait to find out what's the next most important thing. You still have a strategic direction of where you're headed, but wait to find out what's the next most important thing to do. I, I know I said I was going to give you the last word, but I'm just, I, was just, I was just reminded of the, the Annie Duke quote of, you know, the, the, the biggest risk is thinking you have a winning strategy when you have a losing one, right? Actually, that's Annie Duke quoting someone else. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is. It's the, the guy from SIG. Um, I forget his name. The guy, the guy yeah. from yeah, um, Susquehanna yeah. in Investment Group. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's also the Mark Twain thing of uh, what's most dangerous is not, not what you don't know, but what you know for sure, but it isn't so. Or the Donald Rumsfeld, uh, the, un, the known. Okay, where, where okay. is the unknown, unknown, unknown territory now? Which right. usually means either <laughs> we have dragged this on way too long or we've had too many. I blame Pratik for going over the 64.9% threshold. We have an unwritten rule. True. <laughs> no, no, nothing above 64.9. Anyway, if, if you've listened to this far, thank you very much for sticking with us. We would have bailed on this many, <laughs> many, minutes many in. minutes ago. <laughs> uh, so thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for watching this episode. Uh, appreciate you joining us here on Drunk Agile, and we will see you in the next video. Good night, everybody. Yeah.